Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. This is Hosea 5, that's Hosea Perak Hay, and this is Saul Weiner, the host for your podcast. The um, last chapter we did had several major points, but one of the major points was the criticism that Hosea, the prophet, had towards the people for being too arrogant, too arrogant to accept the rebuke. So much so that those prophets whose job it would have been and should have been to give rebuke and teach the people the proper path didn't, didn't do it. They were either too afraid, too weak, too scared, or sometimes even corrupted themselves. And therefore, they didn't do their job. Hosea, obviously, is the one, our prophet is the one who's trying to do his job excuse me, and give them the rebuke that they so desperately need. Um, and his example then, he compared the people to the Kohanim, to the priests, who were an example of those that were so arrogant that they thought so highly of themselves that they refused to humble themselves and listen to instruction on how to be better. With that, let's begin verse 1 in chapter 5 as he continues on that theme. Listen to this, you priests. And listen carefully, Beis Yisrael, people of Israel. And the house of the king, Ha'azinu. Pay attention. He uses three languages here of listening. Shimu, which generally means to hear. Hakshivu which means to listen really well, and ha'azinu, which means to really pay attention. This is a language which we find, we found in the beginning of Isaiah as well, where he switches between the languages of ha'azinu and shim'u, using these different languages of hearing. But here, Hosea chooses three languages, and he refers to all three major groups, the priests, the people and the house of the king, the royalty, all of which presumably he's referring to the royalty of the northern kingdom. As we know, most of his words are directed against the northern kingdom. All three groups are too haughty, too arrogant, and are not listening and not paying attention. And therefore he's asking them to, why? Because it is your job to make sure there is justice. Justice is your job. Now some, most commentaries assume that Kilochem HaMishpat is going on the last group, the house of the king, which is generally more associated with the, the system of justice. However, I, I believe Lochem is plural and it's going on all three groups. So he's saying, Shimu, Kohanim, Beis Yisrael, Beit HaMelech, all of you should listen, Kilochem, because you in plural, are responsible for making sure that there is mishpat. And mishpat justice is something which this prophet and all the prophets, for that matter, have been pounding into our, our hearts, is a job of the entire society. Listen, why? Because instead of doing mishpat, which is your job, instead the following has been what you've been doing. Ki pach heisem limitzpah. You have been as a pach, now, I see that the JPS translates a pach as a snare. The pach is a kind of a trap, 
is, is something that will stop people and trap people. People that are on their way to doing good, but or on their path of life, whatever that path is, this pach, this stumbling block, this snare will stop them, block them, trap them, hook them into, into a bad path. Le um, mitzpah on the mountaintops, on the high places, vireshes piruso al tovor. And then, and more so on the other high mountains, the, you are like a net. These are two different types of traps. One is a snare, a stop, a blunt stumbling block you have been. In other words, you have put up things, you have put up ideas which block people from going the right direction. And then you have put out a net that entraps them, you know, enticements that entrap them and bring them into this world of corruption that you're, that you're building. Many look at this, these, these as a reference to um, the mountains which... Uh, the northern kings placed sentries and guards to make sure the people of the northern kingdom wouldn't go to the southern kingdom, to the temple, to worship in Jerusalem. <coughs> Which is certainly one way of understanding it. However, it doesn't necessarily need to be that. It's just saying that you are, you have been like a pach and a reshes. And it continues in this next verse with a very difficult phrase to translate it in verse 2. But I'm going to go through the way I'm translating it. And, and they... Um, now, is a language of to shecht or to... Which usually means to slaughter. Now, like as in to, to slaughter an animal... To, to consume the animal, however, or to use it, to slaughter it in a, in a, in a um, as a sacrifice. <laughs> so many commentaries go off in that direction, assuming that this shachata means that. However, the actual root of the word, as pointed out by some of the commentaries, uh, specifically Rashi, points out over here that shachata really comes from the language of chetz shachut, which is a sharpened arrow, or a zahav shachut, or gold which has been purified, refined, and stretched thin. Um, and that's really what this shachata here means. Now, seitim means, is, is a derogatory word for those people that, um, well, seitim are... are those that make people turn away or things that turn people away or things that trap people. Now, because of the context, Seitim here would either mean that they sharpen their traps, Hemiku, and they lay them deep. Because of the context, I agree with the JPS translation here that Seitim probably means the trappers, those of you, you guys who are setting the traps, as opposed to the traps themselves. And the, and the sharpen, you are sharpening your traps and laying them deep in the ground to hide them so that people don't even realize they're getting entrapped in your corruption, but then you do. So, And I, says Hosea the prophet, I am the one who is here to give rebuke and teach and reprimand all of you groups, all of you people, the Kohanim, the Beis Yisrael, and the Beit HaMalach. Ani, I, says the prophet, Ani yodati Ephraim. I know Ephraim. Now, of the, because the, the first king of the northern kingdom was from the, the tribe of Ephraim, the northern kingdom, which was 
a confederation of the 10 northern tribes, Ephraim was one of the major ones. So often, all of the 10 northern kingdoms are called Ephraim, similar to the southern kingdom, which is called Judah, even though it consisted of Judah, Benjamin, and various portions of other tribes, but mostly Judah and Benjamin, and it's called Judah. The northern king, because that was the main one, the northern kingdom was often called Ephraim because it was a major tribe. <laughs> but but Hosea, his way is to call it Ephraim and Israel because he's talking Ephraim plus all the others. So Aniadati, I know Ephraim, the Israel many, and the bad habits of Israel, the entire northern kingdom, is not hidden from me. I know exactly what's going on. Ki ato his Ephraim because now you Ephraim have have turned away from God. And he's again using the metaphor of a woman who turns away an unfaithful, well, an unfaithful spouse for that matter. Nitmo Yisrael, and Israel, the entire northern tribe, you have all become defiled with your, with your rebellious ways. Lo yitnu moshuv Your ways, the ways and habits that you have developed and your sneaky Ideas will not even allow you to return towards your God. Because there is a spirit of 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 zinunim of turning away of 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 dishonesty of of unloyalty and unfaithfulness within you in the in 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 the kingdom of Israel. And they do not know God again, criticizing the people for their lack of knowledge of God, the lack of das. And what is it? The the pride of Israel, their arrogance is going to answer, is going to speak for them before them. And Israel and Ephraim are going to trip over and get stuck in their sins because of their pride. Again, criticizing their arrogance. And when people are arrogant, they don't listen to rebuke. They don't improve. That's the issue. People can, can sin. People can make mistakes. But as long as they're humble, they can improve. But if there's Gaon Yisrael, they will not improve, which is why he said in verse 4, Their ways will not allow them to return because of their arrogance. And not only that, but Koshal Gam Yehuda Imam. Judah is also tripping and stumbling together with them. What are they doing? How are they trying to find God? They're making a big mistake. They're taking their sheep and their cattle and going to search out for God by bringing sacrifices. However, if that's what they try to do, they will not find him. God has cast them off, sent them away. If this is how you're going to serve him, simply by trying to bring sacrifices, God will cast them away. He's not going to listen. Because, he says in verse 7, because they have rebelled against God. They have given birth to children that are foreign. Now, what does this mean? If you rebel against God, sacrifices won't do anything for you. Banim Zorim Yoladu reminds us of what we had in, in last chapter, in, in chapter 4, verse 10, where, where the prophet warned us and said, um, they, will, they will turn in other, way, in other directions, they will have improper relationships and build families that will not prosper. 
because they left God out. Now they can be referring to actual children because they raised them in corrupt ways, or it could be referring to their deeds. And now, therefore, because it was done in an improper way, every month their 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 portions, their their fortunes will be eaten away and 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 deteriorate further and further. Now in verse eight, I'm sorry, that was verse seven. Verse eight, Tiku Shofar Bagiva. Blow a shofar, sound a shofar in Giva. Chatzot Rama, blow trumpets in Rama. Hari Ubeisaven, call out in 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 loud, in loud announcements in Beit Aven. Acharecha Binyamin. I'm trying to translate this verse like the translation of the Malbim, that all of these places are actually in Binyamin, and here we have the the um, in the southern kingdom. And Hoshea is turning to the southern kingdom and telling them, blow your horn, call out to you the northern kingdom. Call them and say, call the northern kingdom and say they should come after you. In other words, it's your job to rebuke your brothers in the north. These places, you know, blow the horn, get their attention. However, Ephraim, however in verse 9, he says, Ephraim l'shamotiyeh. Ephraim is going to be destroyed on the day that you give them rebuke. In the tribes of the northern kingdom of Israel, I know well that even when you do rebuke them, it's going to make it worse, not better. Why? Because because the people of Yehuda are not giving rebuke. They're bad neighbors. A masigvol is a bad neighbor, a neighbor whom you fight with who constantly moves the fence over in a little direction to steal some of your field. The people of the south and the people of the north don't get along. The people of the north won't listen to the rebuke. And in the end, the fact that they get the rebuke will make things even worse. And therefore, I'm going to end up pouring out uh, like water my anger against them. Ashuk Ephraim Ritzutz Mishpat in verse 11. Most of the um, of the commentaries assume that Ashuk Ephraim means Ephraim will be Ashuk. They will be um, uh, their their properties taken away. They will be defrauded or Ritzutz Mishpat. They will be uh, Mishpat. Justice will be taken away from them. I'm going to translate this a little differently. Ashuk Ephraim means Ephraim is full of Ashuk, of Oshek. It's full of fraud. Ritzutz Mishpat, they have no justice. Their justice is smashed, is crushed. Ki ho'il holach acharei tzav, because they have wanted to go after tzav. Very difficult word to translate. But I'm going to go with the, uh, the rabbis in Bereshit Rabbah, who explain that tzav is a reference to Avodah Zarah, to... Um, Idol worship. This is in Bereshit Rabbah 16.6 for those that want to look it up. And I, says God, I will be like a ash is some kind of a mold or some kind of a worm that causes rot in clothing for Ephraim. I'm going to be like a decaying rot for the house of Judah because they're not listening. Ephraim will see their illness. They'll see things not going well. Yehuda has Mizoro, and Yehuda will see his problems, see things turning not in his direction. And what are they going to do? 
they're going to look not to God, but they're going to look to other sources. They're going to go to Ashur, to Assyria, to the powers that be, the nations, the powerful nations. That's where they're going to turn, away from God and towards other places in order for it to get help. They're going to go to the king that <coughs> supposedly they're going to to help them. However, he will not be able to heal you. And Yehuda, he will not be able to correct the problems that you have because that's not going to work. You should have turned to me. Because I will be like a shachal, is a, a language that refers to a, a lion. The chakfir is a, is a young lion. God says, it is I that is punishing you. It is I that is tearing you up. I am the one that is carrying you away as prey and no one is saving you. You need to turn to me for savior, to be saved, to be helped. You need to turn back to God, not to other places, not to other kings. God says, I'll go back to my place. Until your sins get so bad that finally you realize, you search for me. When you get to a point of suffering, and nothing else is helping you, and you start to pray to me and beg for me, that is when God says, I will finally listen to your prayers. Thank you so much for studying Hosea 5 with me. Looking forward to studying Hosea 6 together.